Why do people have grass in front of their house or in their gardens? Why do we put grass in our gardens? Do you know? Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Jan Touton of Econocom. Jan's marketing team approached us to come on the podcast and we're really glad they did as Joe really enjoyed the interview. Jan paints great pictures with his storytelling. Jan is the CEO of Econocom NL, the 6 billion euro digital services company in the Netherlands as well as the president of the French Chamber of Commerce in the Netherlands. Jan is a strong believer in the location independence movement. He believes the associated focus on experiences versus possessions presents a new opportunity to corporates. For his own experience, he sees CEOs dealing with three major challenges, shifting business models, integrating startup mentality into company culture and attracting the Y generation. Jan believes the mindset shift from possessions to experiences frees up the mind to create new solutions. Also, employees open up to new experiences when they are outside of an office environment. This philosophy reflects Econocom's subscription-based digital transformation services. Based on the philosophy that usage is better than ownership, this approach allows Econocom's clients to focus on their core business. They are able to achieve their vision more cost-effectively. Jan loves to integrate this way of working in the projects to create innovative solutions and improve the employee experience. Jan also integrates the mindset of experiences over possessions into his own life. Jan is a keen sailor and loves to talk about his experiences. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Jan Touton of Econocom. Welcome Jan, lovely to have you with me. Thank you for inviting me, Joe. It's a pleasure to be here. So start by telling us who you are and what you do and also where you do it. I'm the CEO of a company called uh, Econocom. I run the Dutch branch of this company. We are based in uh, Holland. And what we do with Econocom, we Netflix IT. So we take IT projects and we turn them into a subscription model. Uh, To give you an example, we go to schools and we offer a complete uh, e-learning platform to schools by offering the tablet but also the e-learning software, the Wi-Fi, the digiboards, the insurance, the maintenance, because of course, a lot of them will fall from the tables. And we offer all this package in a price per kids per month, for instance, eight euros per month per children, and you have a complete e-learning solution, fully packaged. That's what we do at Econocom. That's one, one of the examples of what we do. Wow, love it. And I, and I love the way that you've um, converted it into a very quick explanation with the Netflix reference. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that uh, strong messages are, uh, are the, the, the key ones. And uh, we don't have, uh, you can bore people with your story. So let's make it fun and uh, powerful and impacting. So uh, I like those, uh, 
this um, way of expressing things with Netflix IT. If you have to remember something, this is what you have to remember today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So um, great to hear that uh, you're another of our international uh, interviewees. I don't think I've interviewed somebody from the Netherlands um, yet. So do, uh, yeah, I think we've added to our, our list of countries. So that's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ticking boxes. So, so tell us, tell us why you do what you do. Uh, you know, where, where did this come from? Why are you so passionate about, about what you're doing? I love to make life easier. I love to um, address uh, uh, issues that people uh, have in their lives so they can focus on uh, what they are good at. Um, I believe that um, we are in a flow, we are happy, we are good with ourselves when we do what we love to do. Mm. And of course, our lives, if this can be private, but this can also be professional, our lives are very often, um, I would say, diverted by uh, by some things that we don't like to do, but we have to do. So, yeah. what I like with uh, what we offer at Econocom is to uh, ease uh, our customers in managing their uh, IT solutions in a way that they can focus on their core business. And I will give you the example of Netflix again that I took at the start. If you recall, before Netflix, you had to go to the uh, to the DVD uh, uh, renting shop, and you had to have a DVD player. And you had to add a remote control with the batteries that were uh, loaded enough to be able to manage your DVD player. So there was a lot of hurdles because before you can watch a movie. Yeah. And today, you just go on any device you have, you do two clicks, and you watch your movie. You have your experience. So what we want is to have experiences and not the challenges to be able to enter into those experiences. And this is what Netflix does. You have direct access to the experience. And this is what I love to offer to uh, my customers is to give them direct access to what they, are, they want to have without to have the burden of organizing it. Example again of e-learning in schools, the kids, they have to take their tablets and to start learning. They don't have to have to address issues with the Wi-Fi, or a broken tablet that doesn't work, and so on, and so on. It has to be a seamless experience to be in the experience and not uh, bothered by the, the organization of the experience. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, lo I love that stuff too. It's funny, I, I often think to myself in, in a real sort of micro way how I've set certain things up that make life so much easier. And then and then I think, oh, this is so sad that you're thinking this. <laughs> but, but, you know, no, for example, for example, I have um, a process. This just sounds ridiculous. People will be laughing. They'll be like, I'm not listening to this podcast ever again. I, I have a certain pocket in my handbag when I'm walking through London that has my card to get through the tube, you know, the um, uh, Oyster card that I that I use. And um, and I always put my train tickets in the same pocket. And, and on a regular basis, I think to myself, this is a really organized thing that means that I'm never searching for my tickets. I've never lost them. I, I can just walk in whip out the card, put it on the thing, go straight through it, it all works really well. And then I think, really sad <laughs> that I'm so impressed with myself. But it you is know, an example of something it's, that... It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I love your example because this is some routines yeah. um, that make that you preserve your energy for what you're good at and you don't waste yeah. your energy in a, in, in a, 
bullshitting around with things that have no importance. And, uh, you know, I, 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 am really much convinced about, uh, a seamless life, you know, uh, to, to make it very, very, um, uh, focused on what you want to do. And also it creates headspace when you don't have to worry about those things and uh, spend energy there, you create some room in your head to have uh, the curiosity, to have the openness, to have the creativity, because your 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 mind is is relaxed and free. And to mm. me, this is this is very important. I, I give you a, an example. I love Joe. Why do people have grass in front of their house or in their gardens? Why do we put grass in our gardens? Do you know? <laughs> to give us something to do at the weekends. <laughs> to yeah. Mow the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> grass is a nightmare i mean it's mm. a it's a night it's great to have grass in your garden of course but how many hours a year do you use your garden especially if you live in uk or in, in holland how many hours a year are you on your grass versus the cost of maintenance the time you have to 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 to, to dedicate to it to to to, to buy also a, a mowing machine to buy some fertilizer yeah. to, to to maintain it to keep it green extra you know where yeah. grass is coming from Grass is coming from one of the French kings, Louis XIV, that decided to grow grass around his castle to show everyone that he was so rich that he can grow something that has no interest. <laughs> there was no flowers, nothing to harvest, nothing to get from it, only to have people working on it and to show, look, I'm so rich that I can grow things that have no interest. <laughs> that's, that's the origin of grass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't have grass. <laughs> so, so you're, you're making me feel feel good about the fact that we decided to turn the very end of our garden into a, a bee garden uh, this year. So we've stopped um, mowing the small bit of grass that was there and we've we've thrown a load of um, what they call bee bombs down, which will grow wildflowers on the basis that, uh, A, it'll help the bees, but B, we won't have to mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Lovely. So what about in your own life? Can what what examples have you got of of, of sort of getting to this stage? So clearly you have a an, an organization where you're taking the, these difficulties away, you know, streamlining things for people so that they have that ease in their life. Where did that come from for, from you personally, apart from the grass example? <laughs> <laughs> um I've been one of those people who had a lot of material goods. Uh, I have had a big house with a big garden and a lot of grass and uh, a lot of things to maintain. And um, I've been there and um, I had, uh, I would say, I, I, I've, I've seen uh, the limit of this uh, way of living because I was living this way because everybody lives this way, but I've seen the limit and I've, I've met on my way, I've met a lot of uh, digital nomads, so people who have really almost no belongings. And uh, this is the other extreme of the life I had. And I've been triggered by this way of living. And ma mainly I've been triggered by the, the, again, the headspace those people have. The time they don't spend to manage their belongings, they spend this time to manage themselves mm. and to be at ease with themselves taking care of their body, taking care of their soul and taking care of their business. So basically working out, meditating and working and of course socializing. 
And this, I was really impressed by the fact that those people have no, uh, have decided to uh, get rid of belongings. So they go, I would say, uh, against the, the mainstream. They are out of belongings to dedicate time to uh, themselves and their well-being and um, or, or the well-being of their family, but at least of their dearest. And I was very impressed by this mindset. And this is where it came from. And I decided to apply this uh, to my life without being a nomad myself. I live at the same location and I'm, I like to travel, but I'm not nomad. Um, but I've reduced all my belongings to a very small apartment and I can dedicate my time and my energy to my business and to my well-being. Yeah. And, and I'm talking to you from my caravan, as I said to you. <laughs> <laughs> where I can't um, admit to having uh, got rid of lots of stuff in my house, but uh, I certainly do appreciate the uh, the small living with with less stuff uh, and, as you say, enjoying those experiences. It seems to be quite a, a sort of movement. And as you say, it's, it's not necessarily to be a nomad and it's not necessarily to be sort of a minimalist where, you, you know, you have three items of belongings or something but mm, this mm. seems to be a, a, a shift to you know downsizing and 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 simplifying of, of lives I, I i i'm 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 a living example of it i've downsized my life definitely i've downsized my life uh to upsize my uh you know my uh experiences so I invest in experiences and not in belongings. I prefer to buy a plane ticket and to go a week somewhere instead of buying, uh, uh, you know, uh, new speakers or uh, uh, a new a new toy for the house. You know? mm-hmm. So um, that's 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 such a big difference, such a satisfaction uh, of um, feeling more alive, feeling more present, and uh, feeling more uh, open to the world around you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. What about that sort of? Um, I don't. I never like to use the word balance, but I'm going to because I can't think of a better one at this precise moment. But that sort of balance between work and and personal life. You talked about being able to spend more time on your business now that you've sort of changed how how your life is. But then also you're talking obviously about the opportunity to travel and and other experiences. How do you make sure that that you're doing the things that are, as you said at the beginning, you know, about the things that are, are, are really uh your i don't know superpowers if you like that that you really are good at doing um and less of the things that that aren't so mm-hmm. you know, important yeah. to you or things that you don't do so well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know when you're when you're in a plane you get the the the, the safety demonstration uh and the safety demonstration says that in case of uh falling pressure in the cabin, the masks will fall automatically. And uh, put your mask on your uh, and start breathing. And it says, if there's a kid next to you, please put the mask first and then help the kid. Mm. And I love this moment in the, when I take the plane. Because every time it reminds me that I have to take care of myself before taking care of the others. Mm. And taking care of myself, that's the example of this mask, because of course you have a kid next to you, so the, 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 the reflect would be to go to the kids first and then you, but if you uh, if you don't do yourself, you will not be able to take care of the kids because you're dead, so game over. So I like this example of saying, my priority is first of all to take care of myself, taking care of myself being that I need to have a good balance, physical balance. So I need good sleep, 
I need good uh, food. I need to work out on a regular base. I need to meditate on a regular base. And then when I can do this and put this as priority in my agenda, then I can perform in my life. If not, mm. I put my life on pause. What I used to say, if, uh, you know, if I go out and I have too much drinks and after five gin tonics, I'm home with a headache. I said, mm -hmm. okay, I've put my life on pause for a few hours or for mm -hmm. a few days even. <laughs> so I'm not saying you don't have to party because it's nice, but it has to be conscious choice to uh, be uh, taking care of your well-being, physical and mental well-being before being able to perform. Then mm -hmm. when I'm there, and of course, it's a daily routine that you have to implement and it's a, it's a, it's a discipline you have to, it's more easy, of course, to uh, <laughs> not to do it. Uh, but when you start to do it on a regular basis, you, you start to miss it and you, you can't stop. Uh, it's like working out. Huh? People who, who run, for example, they can't stop running because they miss it. Yeah. Uh, when, when this is uh, the case, then I'm, I'm in my full power to do what, what I'm good at. And basically what I'm good at, I always think, I always ask myself the question when I'm doing something. Can someone else do what I will do? If someone else can do it, then this someone else has to do it. If I'm the only person who can do what I'm going to do, then I'm in my power. Yeah. It's quite quite easy. <laughs> what about, what if about, you're doing, what about uh, if that somebody else can do is something that you really love doing, even though someone yeah. else can, what would you do then? <laughs> Fine. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a choice. At least it's a conscious choice. Yeah. But I believe that if you want to have impact and to have at the end of the day and say, look, I've done today two or three things major with a major impact, then um, you have to do the things that you are the only one you can do. Okay. And if you are the only one you can do them, that means that you are in your, uh, in your uh, power mode. Um, I would ask myself, you know, if you're doing someone else's job, who's doing your job? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and if, yeah, yeah, please go so on. So the other thing is if, if you find that you're the only one who can do something and you really hate doing it, your next job is to find someone else who can do it. <laughs> yeah. And there was, there will always be someone to, <laughs> to find it interesting. You know, I take an example in, a, in, for example, in my company, there are things that I, I'm not very uh, happy with, for example, cr uh, creating reporting, you know, the reporting thing is not uh, my favorite, but I love to have my reports to be able to make decisions. So, but there's always in the company, there's always an Excel wizard who loves to, to work on Excel. So find this guy and make him, have this guy making your report. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Let's talk a, a bit about how, how you get things done in the day. Sort of, so we're talking about, you know, you try and just be working on the things that only you can do and delegating and outsourcing everything else. Um, what does the day look like for you? And I know they're never the, <laughs> never the same. Yeah, I, I love to, I love to approach the day by saying, okay, tonight I will have had uh, made major steps on two or three points. That's my main challenge. So I want to uh, make sure that I will have tick big boxes every day, or at least make some major steps in those ticks, in those big boxes. So basically I have every quarter, I define for myself five targets and those are the drive for my day. So is this, what I'm doing now, is this fulfilling those targets? Yes, no, no, then don't do it. 
or do it if you have time later on but don't do it otherwise so it's basically to, you know to have a, to have your own personal vision your own personal compass you have your own targets and say okay those are my targets is this fulfilling uh, the achievement of those targets or not and then uh, again it's a very simple you can decide yourself yes no and then, uh, and then at least if it's no you know you know that you're not working on your targets maybe it can be it can be that you have urgencies to address and of course uh, you have to be flexible and uh, adapt but uh, it's important to directly be back on the on the core i hate to-do list i don't do to-do <laughs> list no because a lot of people think or associate productivity with to-do list i disagree i think to-do list is the start of the burnout if you enter into managing to-do list you are uh, starting your car on the highway to burnout to-do list makes you lose the the purpose uh, ticking uh, boxes of uh, of uh, tasks in a to-do list is uh, never-ending there will be always more tasks and i see people coming to me and say oh yeah and i can't work anymore i have too much work and my to-do list is getting longer and longer and the more i, I tick boxes the more the to-do list is, uh, is is being filled with more tasks and i can't see the end and it's horrible extra oh you you stop you go home for a week and you come back this is uh this is to me to-do list is the opposite of productivity so what do we do instead of to-do lists and how and how do we make sure we get stuff done that needs to be done your main targets mm -hmm. and uh the, the the what i do is that i have uh one of the challenge we all have is the the different flow of information that comes in I, yeah. i've i've noticed that i have 13 ways of reaching me 13 from Slack to uh, LinkedIn uh, messaging to Facebook Messenger to email to WhatsApp to SMS, then them, them all. It's, I have about 16 doors to me, 16 doors. It's impossible to manage them. So I explain everyone I want one door, and what my door is email. Maybe it's old fashioned, but my door is email. Why do I use email? Because at least with the email uh, software I use, which is Outlook, I have defined all the patterns to already automatize a lot of information that falls in. Mm. So for example, every email I, I am in CC, I don't see. Yeah. It's, it's being directly redirected somewhere else. And sometimes I, if I have time, I have a look, but uh, hardly never I have a look. Um, that's an example. And from the emails I receive, I can assign them to different level of emergencies and to assign them to categories that are the categories that are in fact my targets. So my five targets are, have become categories in uh, Outlook. And then when I get a mail that is touching this specific target, then I, I assign it in this category and then I can start addressing it later on. So one can say, Jan, you have a to-do list. In a way, yeah, you can say it's a to-do list, but it's based on, a, again, it's seamless. It's based on an incoming information, incoming email stream that I directly, uh, you know, like trains entering into a station, oh, you go, you take this rail and you go right, you take this rail, you go left. And then I put the information in the right place. And then I do that two times a day. And then the rest of the time, I don't check my emails. And I work on the things I have to work on. So the, the, the message here I want to pass through is to limit as much as possible the entry doors and focus on one entry point and make that this entry point is a seamless way to already allocate information at the right place when it arrives to you. Mm -hmm. I'm just just reflecting that it's lucky that you have people who work with you and that um, 
uh, I always remember to check my emails before we do podcasts, just in case there's any issues, because um, but with both of us only checking our emails twice a day, <laughs> <I'll commute laughs> last 24 hours might not have worked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but it can be an addiction eh, to be always on your email. It's it's defocus. It's uh, oh, I hate that. It's of course sometimes I have the tendency to look my emails more often because I'm like, uh, you know, is there maybe interesting information there or not? But defocus. Yes, yeah, I do find yeah, I I, I process my emails once a day, um, but I do at times dip in because I'm bored and I want to see if something exciting's come in, and that is yeah. something I to knock on the head because it's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're a bit tired or you've been working too long on a topic and you're a bit bored. Oh, let's go to the email. Maybe there's something nice there. And yes. but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, we are all humans. Huh? But yeah. again, if it's a conscious choice, then it's nice. But if you do it unconsciously and you lose focus every every 50 minutes, then it's a, it's a yeah. problem. So you use Outlook extensively from what you've said. Are there other tools or apps that you would recommend that you that you use? <laughs> I use um, mainly uh, Outlook, yes, correct. And um, I'm a very fan of uh, Evernote. Mm -hmm. uh, Evernote is my uh, library. So every time I uh, have a document I want to store, uh, digital or not, uh, I put it in Evernote. And I love Evernote. So so I have no paper. So I can be fully digital. I, I don't carry any paper. I have, I'm paperless. And every time there's a paper in front of me, so I'm in a shop, I buy something. And they give me a ticket. This is they say this is your guarantee. I make a picture and I give back the ticket. Yeah. Uh, and I put the, I put it in Evernote. So I advise everyone to be uh, as uh, digital as possible because again, it's about the seamless experience. When you need this information or this document, you always have it with you in your in your phone, yeah. and uh, you don't have to look for it. Uh, oh, where is it? Is it in the kitchen? Is it in the bathroom? Where did I store this ticket? You never yeah. find it and you get irritated and you lose this uh, powerful energy. So Evernote to store everything you know, and uh, Outlook. As, yeah. This podcast, I think you'll be something like 130. And I think you're the one of the first people to say that you only do digital because I only do digital as well. But everyone else that I interview tends to do paper. <laughs> so. Why? Wow. <laughs> I know uh, some people do it because it's like retro and they like to you know write paper journals and or do planning or whatever on paper but um but so you know some a lot of people are using technology too but uh, yeah it's rare to come across somebody who just uses digital so yeah welcome but, well uh, thank you and uh, nice to join to, to meet uh, another uh, alien <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but don't get me wrong. I like paper also and a nice pen and to do some drawings if needed extra, but then make a picture at the end yes. of the, the session and then store it and then throw the paper away. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your, um, your tools, your Outlook and Evernote. Were there any more just before we move on? No, well, it's maybe it's maybe not the most exciting answer I'm going to give, but uh, no, I, I don't have that much tools uh, to help me. Um, uh, beside those two ones, of course, I love WhatsApp also uh, when it's not about email, but it's more for private uh, conversations. I love WhatsApp and uh, the facilities offered by WhatsApp. The group, the group, um, especially not, not not many people know, but if you create a group on WhatsApp, you have uh, one icon on the top right and you can call all the members of this group at once. So to organize oh. very quickly uh, conference calls, it's very nice. You create a group 
And then on top right, you have a phone, a drawing of a phone. You push this phone and it calls all the members of the group. That's cool. Yeah, I hadn't even thought oh, about that. Lovely. I'm not really a phone yeah. person, but as you say, on occasions, that would be very useful. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You just create a group for a conf call, you know. You need a conf call with two, three people. Just create a group, make the call, and then yeah. kill the group. It's very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yes, that makes things yeah. a lot easier. Yes, good, good. Top tip there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what about um, learning and improving yourself? How do you sort of keep moving forwards with your with your own development? Um, well, first of all, the headspace created by uh, what we just discussed before. So uh, uh, downsizing your life will create headspace. What do you do of this space? Of course, personal development is, uh, is part of it. Um, I like to um, be discussing with people about the discussions we have now, for example. So it's very inspiring uh, when people uh, ask you the right questions. I do this in podcasts for now. I listen to podcasts also, of course. Mm. Uh, basically, in the morning, you know, I, I, I had the tendency to listen to the news. But I get so afraid when I listen to the news. I'm so scared of uh, all the fears that has been distributed on the radios that yes. I've stopped. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, maybe it's very strange what I'm going to say, especially in my position, but I get a lot of information from your news that are more frustration than information because I hear a lot of things that can, I can't have impact on. I, I just can witness them. And most of the time, the way they are presented to me is very frightening. You know, it's very, uh, it's a lot of fear. And uh, mm -hmm. so I turn on the, 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 the radio, I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's yes. very depressive. And uh, so I prefer to read uh, online. So in the morning, I, I like to, uh, when, I, when I commute or when I, uh, you know, do my things in my house, uh, my workout or whatever, I listen to podcasts. Or I listen to audiobooks, and uh, basically it's uh, always asking people that um, are uh, that I admire for their personal development. I always ask them, "What is your book? What is uh, your uh, latest uh, read? What is your your best podcast?" And then this is how I find my podcast. Mm -hmm. You know this, um, this. I love one saying, which is to say, "You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with." Yes, yes. You know that, you've heard that before, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, so if you consider that, how can you get from those five people the best inspiration? Uh, and then the, my way to get the best inspiration, of course, is nice conversations, but also is to get from them uh, what are your latest uh, inspiration sources. And this is yeah. how I find my sources. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's no, a, a good tip. So. Last couple of questions. First one is, what do you do on those days where it all goes horribly wrong, where it's everything's just not working out? How do you deal with that? Um, let me remind when last time it happened. <laughs> um, you know, you have this expression in, let uh, we say, when the shit hits the fan, yeah. Um, well, I enter into damage control in this case. So um, I don't want to pile up problems because um, 
I take another example, but I'm a sailor. I love sailing. And uh, when you sail on a boat and you have one issue, you have to solve it directly because otherwise another issue will come on it and it piles up and then you enter into a situation that uh, becomes dangerous. Yeah. Um, so never, never underestimate a small issue because it can pile up to a big one. Especially on a sailboat, this is this is very true. It's happened to me very very often. So when I see that it's going in the wrong direction, I directly stop the course of my day and I address those topics by talking to the right people, by uh, making an uh, uh, you know uh, on the go uh, meeting, uh, uh, calling the right people and making decisions on how to solve it before it becomes an issue. Um, and you know what I also make myself. Uh, uh, at ease with is to know that those days uh, they happen and I will have some of them again it will happen that's uh, that's uh, life uh, yeah. uh, but they don't stay it's one day or two days and then after you're back in the sunshine so there's always sun shining on top of the clouds huh? um, yeah. so it's about uh, keeping the face keeping the control of what is going wrong and as quick as possible killing the issue uh, when it's still uh, small and uh, believing and having faith in the fact that uh, it will, uh, you will bounce back and uh, you will learn from those mistakes so or those issues. So in fact, I always see it as opportunities to grow. You take it positively, you say it's an opportunity to grow because the way I'm gonna address it shows the way I'm gonna uh, develop myself with this issue. Yes, yeah, yeah. And what about those days where you get to do the things that you want to do? So I talk about um, when you get to live more, which is about doing the things you want to do and not the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What what does one of those days look like for you? What, what do you mean in terms of agenda? Or Yeah, or just the things that you would have done or how you would have lived the day. I mean, you've, you've sort of said that you don't do things that aren't... Um, things that you want to do anyway so I guess we could say it's probably every day but what's what's the best day for you yeah okay um, the, the best day I would define it as a day where I um, where uh, how can I define that uh, the best day for me is the day where I've been able to um, achieve uh, steps in the, in the goals I want to reach and achieve something that you can't rewind, that is locked forever. Mm -hmm. So I like to think about those um, click wheels. I don't know how you explain it, the, the English word for that. You know, it's a wheel with some uh, um, structure on it that it turns and it can't turn back. Uh, like when you, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I, don't, I can't explain it properly. Like, like a ratchet <laughs> wheel, I think. Yes, yeah, no, I know yeah, what you exactly. mean, yes. Yeah. What's the word in English for that? A ratchet wheel is that what yeah okay yeah and it clicks you know it clicks and but it can't turn back it, it clicks yes. every every click yeah. yeah i love this feeling of saying okay wow we've done one click more on this project but you know that you will never uh go back it, you, you can't have it taken uh, back you know it's uh, for example signing an agreement with a partner or um, uh, signing a significant deal or uh, issuing a press review uh, for a win release or this kind of thing so those days for me are days when there is a lot of positive energy when the the, the people see that the strategy is being put in motion that the, the the belief of the strategy the purpose we have is tangible 
it's, you can touch it, you know, you see it happening. Those are the mm. best days for me. Mm. Mm. Lovely. I, just thinking about purpose as the sort of the, the key point in that, I just think is so, so important. And you talked about that earlier as well. I see you're very consistent in your answers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's been great to, to interview you. And I, what I really have loved about interviewing you is you speak in stories. You're a really good uh, illustrator of the points that you're making by using stories. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Storytelling, yeah, that's important. Yeah. And how can people find out more about you and connect with you? I uh, will uh, reveal one way to reach me uh, amongst the 16s mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is as simple as LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn, and uh, my name is Y A N N or Yan Y A N N, and then family name Toutant T O U T A N T, and by uh, using those two uh, words Yan Toutant, you will find me on LinkedIn, and uh, we can engage with pleasure. Lovely, thanks, Yan. Joe, thank you too, and enjoy your day in your uh, your gypsy day in your caravan. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> All this information is available in the show notes, which you can find if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 124. Well, I've been saying for weeks, in fact, months, that I am launching a membership site, and I'm really excited to say that I'm ready. <laughs> So it's called Power to Live More Calm. Nice little play on words there because that's how you should feel when you're a member. And if you want to find out more about it, if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash get calm, then you can find out more about it there, what's included. I have talked over recent weeks about the four sections of the site, which are community, accountability, learning and materials. And so you'll find a little bit about that on there, but you probably know more than the average person if you're a regular listener. What you will find when you look at that page is that there is no way to just pay to join the membership and sign up there and then. The process is that in order to do that, in order to join the membership, you can sign up for a call with me. And that's an hours call where I help you to think through some tips and strategies very specific for your business and your life around that whole piece about being successful but also getting to live more and that's to do more of the things that you want to do and during that hour I also will share the membership site with you so that you know how it works what it looks like and so on and then if you decide to join from there then obviously I'll give you a link to do that but I'm really keen that people don't join the site um, sort of on a whim uh, and with no sort of uh, introduction properly to it um, so the idea is that I get to know everybody before they join now you're a listener to the podcast you've probably heard about the sections of the membership site already you might have been slightly intrigued there is no obligation to join it by setting up a call for me you certainly get that anyway um, but obviously the idea is I hope that if you've had the call uh, you'll be interested in finding out more but also I think I've mentioned briefly in the past that I am starting the site off with the first 10 people as special members who will have a very special uh, price or investment I'm probably supposed to say <laughs> Um, that will continue for the duration of your membership. So the membership 
example, the site is £97 a month. But for the first 10 people who join as uh, what I would say are beta members, so helping me to just sort of finalise the uh, way that it works from a sort of user point of view, uh, it will be £37 a month. And if you stay a member, then that's how much it will be moving forwards. There won't be any increase at any stage for you. So if it's something that's even vaguely interesting um, and you're slightly intrigued, then do hop over to powertolivemore.com forward slash get calm and have a look and just book in that call for me uh, what we do on the call is I send you my ebook which is all about what sort of per- business personality you have and then I just get you to um, fill out a few details on a short google form so that I've got that information before we speak and then we just really use that hour as I say to work on value for you with a very small part of it about me explaining and showing you the membership site so uh, if you are as I say even vaguely interested intrigued and so on then please do book in it'll give me give me a chance to uh, get into doing those calls anyway even if you have no intentions of uh, of joining the membership site uh, but uh, yeah I'd love to talk to you um, so it's powertolimore.com forward slash get calm and very excited that I'm actually there done it after saying about it for so long I bet you were starting to wonder if you know it really was going to happen uh so much of my quiet summer where I was going to have loads of time to do it it wasn't quite as quiet as I expected but there we go it's there now so uh hopefully speak to you soon uh, and again the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 124 and we look forward to speaking to you next week use your power to live more 